Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. I'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we uh, broadcast the uh, divisional games, which have come to a conclusion now. Um, so uh, we, we, we now are getting a better understanding of how the 2016 NFL season uh, is, is going to, I guess, uh, complete itself Um not much surprises, but there is one big one uh, which we'll discuss as the um, the Saturday slate uh, was not quite as interesting as the Sunday games, as the Sunday games were very interesting. Of course, on Saturday, the New England Patriots continued their dominance uh, against the Houston Texans in a game that I don't think anybody really gave the Texans a chance. But uh, but I will say, I think the Texans showed showed more than I thought that they would, and we'll discuss that a little bit. Um, I, I thought they showed a lot more, actually, than, uh, you know, maybe the score reflected, but um, they may have exposed a few weaknesses uh, on the New England Patriots. Uh, maybe nothing that wasn't known, but they certainly showed uh, a little bit of an Achilles heel, I think, uh, on the Patriots. So we'll see, uh, you know, if that's able to be exploited next week. Uh, and then uh, on Saturday you had the um, – uh, basically the uh, Seahawks uh, going out to the Falcons, and then uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons with their high-powered offense was able to overcome them and uh, beat them 36-20, to 20, I believe, was the final score there. Uh, and, and Matt Ryan, who most people are saying is the favorite to win the MVP, uh, had another exceptional game out there. And that was a big, big playoff win for them because they've had a hard time, uh, obviously, in the postseason and you know to, to win that. Uh, they, they came on Sunday, which was the, uh, I think the the best day of football, and and, and some real exciting games. Uh, you know, even if you're not a fan of the teams, um, one of the the, the major one, uh, starting it off is the Dallas Cowboys, who've had you know just a fantastic season, and uh, they hosted the Green Bay Packers, who have been the hottest team in football for the last seven weeks and would that continue as they were able to get by the wild card game and they went to Dallas and um, a back and forth game in a sense, uh, even though Green Bay had many opportunities to put that, uh, it wound up basically being a tie at the end of the game and Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, I don't think he had, you know, this, this flawless game like people are trying to make it. In fact, I thought, you know, he had made some very on Aaron Rodgers like mistakes, but was able to, through the final drive, and, and, of course, they beat the Dallas Cowboys and end their storybook season with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, uh, 34-31. And uh, so they'll host the Atlanta Falcons, or actually they'll go to Atlanta as the Falcons will host them in the championship game. And then, of course, the Sunday night ASC battle where Pittsburgh goes out to Kansas City. And uh, Kansas City, uh, you know, the weather there, um, not – Terrible, terrible, like it was thought. They postponed it for the ice storm. And, uh, you know, the high 20s, you know, 30 degrees around there. Um, and, uh, you know, it was one of those classic battles where, uh, you know, Pittsburgh showed up and they showed why this, this team is able to go to so many Super Bowls. And they just know how to win playoff games in January. And uh, their defense was really strong. And, and they're able to uh, hold off the Kansas City Chiefs' comeback in 18-16. Uh, they they win that game, so now they'll head up to, to New England, and, and that should make of uh, two very good championship games. And obviously one of these teams uh, is going to be the, the Super Bowl champion. So, um, 
you know, it, 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 it's not like there's a lot of teams you didn't know were going to be there. It seems like it's always the same teams. But, you know, it's slightly interesting, and I think there's definitely now room to think that, uh, you know, that maybe this uh, New England Patriots machine uh, is, is is can possibly get derailed, I guess is the best way to put it. So without further ado, I know he's got uh, many things to uh, to bring to the table, but uh, we'll bring Rich into the mix. Uh, Rich, let me start with the Dolphins before we get into the other games. There's a little bit of news, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of bring it there. First thing I want to touch on is uh, Tannehill's injury, because we've talked about that in, in the off week, and what seemed like it wasn't a tear and everything was going to be okay, and then okay, well, we'll basically, uh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? No, it's foolish. He's not ready yet. He practiced a little bit. Let's keep him out. Now, you you basically heard reports that it's a more serious injury, so get, get us up to speed on that. Yeah, what I, what I heard was there's a partial tear, and it would heal by itself, and the question is, do you go in there? And I felt like a partial tear is like just a scope, and you just stitch it, you know, under, you know, with a scope. Right. And now what I'm hearing is it's got to be reconstructive or something like that. So it's like you didn't dodge a bullet. So I guess if you don't do the reconstructive now, you know, then you then you, you know it's never going to heal on its own. Then you're risking the fact that he gets hit and it tears totally. Then then he's gone for a year. So uh, you know it, it's a real real murky situation that you know you really can't get your finger on what's going on here. You know. I sure hope he's still consulting with Dr. James Andrews and not like our our lovely guys down there, you know? Yeah, I mean, so what you've just told me basically is that, um, you know, that he definitely needs surgery. I mean, that's what I'm reading into what you just said because it's not – I mean, that's what it sounds talk. like to me too if it's partially torn. I didn't think a partially torn ligament was a big deal. I think you, I thought you could just stitch it and, it and then it would heal. And I understand it can't heal by itself if it's torn, but didn't you think that you could – Stitch it that you wouldn't have to do a cadaver graft on a, on a partially torn one. I thought you could just stitch it and it would heal. Yes, but I mean, I think what it comes down to is when you say partially torn, you know, that could mean a lot of different things. That can mean three percent of it's torn. Could also mean ninety-eight yeah. percent. But I can't it's be torn. hanging on a string, or they would operate right. it already. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like hanging on a string. It's to a certain degree of of, of being torn that it probably is misaligned and it's not going to heal on its own, what maybe you have to do is get in there and line it up again and, and, and secure it so that it will, in fact, heal on its own eventually. But it may not without going in there. I think that's what I would read into that, what you just said. Maybe it needs to get in there and, and, and operate um, just to secure well, it. Well, that's what I thought, too, but that's not how they're talking. They're talking like an no. operation is a big, major, big thing. Well, that's very upsetting if that's the case, and uh, and if that is the case, you know, uh, you better get in there and get it done ASAP, you know, because that could be a... Uh, well, you know how our guys are, you know? Yeah, I, I really hope that that's not the case. Um, and like you said, you know, he's got Andrews, and I hope that he's, you know, still consulting him, and he's involved in this whole thing, and, um, you know, it sounds like him getting him to operate is not going to be... Feasible because I don't think he even does that much anymore. But uh, who knows? Maybe yeah, I think he, he does. I think he still does it. Well, then that's who I would want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would obviously want him to to take care of that. You know. Um, yeah, no question about it. But uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it, it, the reports have been very vague. I, you know, they really haven't. It's said typical of our organization, isn't it? Very apropos of our organization. Yes, it really is. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see how this all shakes out. Um, what other often news do we have? There's not much. I know Jay we got a new uh, defensive big, coordinator. Yeah, okay. That was in this midweek. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us about that, the linebackers coach. Well, we, yeah, we uh, yeah we went to the linebackers coach. Mike Burke he got promoted to uh, defensive coordinator from linebackers coach. That was the big news because Vance Joseph is new, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. So he might have been off on that one, right? I mean, that was a little surprising. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I didn't think that, you know, somebody who led the 30th-ranked defense in the league was going to be, you know, on a high, somebody's high list for a job as a head coach, but I was wrong on that. Well, there's a few things that confuse me on this, to be honest with you. I mean, one of the things that confuses me is, like you said, you know, his defense was really not 
very good. I mean, it was it was certainly not ranked high. I can get by that to a degree, and I'll tell you why I can. I get by that in the sense that the Denver Broncos have or had, you know, a Super Bowl-winning defense that was shut down and fantastic, and I guess Elway feels like, okay, I, I can get that back into where I need it to be. You know, before that timetable runs out, let me get a guy. Yeah, but you know, I'm shocked. Why did they let Wade Phillips go? Well, one of the reasons could be that he was the head coach at a a period of time, and maybe that didn't go like they wanted, and they don't want to go. I think that's a big mistake. Why would you upset? That's the best part of your team, right? Why would you upset that part of it? Yeah, it could also be that L.A. is getting to the point now with another Super Bowl trophy on his mantle um, that he needs somebody that he can control. He may be in that status now that he wants somebody that he can control. I yeah, but what is, what is L.A. going to overrule the defensive coordinator on stuff? I don't see it. No, but you said it. Oh, you're saying to hire Phillips as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, no, not to make him the head coach. Why would you let him go as a defensive coordinator? It doesn't make any sense. Well, what makes you think they let him go? Let him go. They did. They decided they didn't want to offer him a contract. They let him walk. Yeah, but don't you think there's more to that story? Don't you think Wade Phillips wanted the head coaching job? No, they basically didn't. No, they basically released him. No, I don't think so. He wasn't interviewed. Why wouldn't he want that job? Well, maybe he would have, but they didn't offer it to him. Well, I think that's probably the reason why that he didn't want to, you know, they didn't offer him. I, I would assume... He would have stayed at the same job, Pat. There's no question. He went to the Rams. He's not leaving to take the same job somewhere else when you have that good of a defense going, you know? No, but, Rich, you know, you have to look at it from, like, an eagle perspective, too. He may have thought that No, they they made the decision when Kubiak retired. They made the decision to, like, get rid of a bunch of his coaches. And Wade Phillips was one of them. It wasn't because they didn't offer him that coaching job. It was like they just, like, got rid of him. Well, if that if that is the case, and nothing else, I don't think Wade honest. Phillips wants to be a head coach anymore. He's seventy years old. I guess. I mean, I I don't know. He's had a couple of failed attempts at it. I, you know, I mean, I would have thought he would have wanted to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. I really would. I would think. Yeah, he but like I said, it wasn't job. even in the that wasn't even in the plans. They got rid of him before that even came up. It was yeah, like Kubiak retired, and they got rid of their, they got rid of like four yeah. coaches that day, and he was one of them. Yeah, but you don't know what went on behind the scenes before that. What do you think? They just found out Kubiak was out the day that we did. You don't know what what led up to that. That yeah. might have been something that's been talked about for the last month and a half. It could be, but I, like I said, I think it's a mistake that they didn't keep him on as defensive coordinator. I think that's a yeah, huge if mistake. Yeah, if he wanted to be it, if he wanted to be it, then you're absolutely right. I agree with you. I think it is as well. Um, I don't know who is their defensive coordinator now. I have no idea. They hired somebody, though? I don't know if they did yet. I have no idea. Well, that's a big factor, too, because obviously whoever comes in as your head coach is going to have some say in that. And maybe they felt like a you know a head coach would always be looking over their shoulders with this guy. You know, I don't know. I'm just throwing out scenarios. I really have no inside information on the Denver Broncos and, and the way their coaching organization, you know, their, their coaching hiring goes in that organization. I'm just giving you some different – Like I know. said, if, if Wade Phillips took the, that, that same defensive coordinator job with the Rams, yeah. they could have kept them. They could have found a way to keep yeah. them happy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. And then, uh, you know, the other part of that which confuses me is from the Dolphins' perspective, I thought that the defense, you know, was lackluster, and they were banged up. A lot of injuries on that defense, so I'll give you that, and that's one of the reasons why it was going south. Even the guys who got hurt weren't that good either, though. Well, that's not true. You lost your, arguably, your best. I'm not talking about Rasheed Jones. You know that. Well, well, why not? I'm talking about the Keo Mises. I'm talking about the guys who got hurt, you know, like that. And I'm not talking about Rasheed Jones. Yeah, he had one Pro Bowl who got hurt. Yeah, but you still had your middle linebacker wearing a gigantic cast on his hand for three games. I mean, you don't think that had an effect on him? Yeah, I'm sure it does, but he's not that good to start with. Well, we, you know, listen, you've said that time and time again. I, you well, know, we can go the back truth. and forth on it. Well, I, I think he's better than a lot better than you give him credit for, but that's neither here nor there for for the point. The point I'm making is that it surprises me that 
the problems that the defense had, you're now hiring a guy who's basically been running that system. So I can't – is this guy just going to keep running the system? I would assume so. I don't think he's really going to make drastic changes. You wouldn't think so. So that's the part of it that confuses me a little bit. Like, um, you know, I would think you'd want somewhat of a boost here, and it just seems like you're taking the commander – uh, you know, and and, and is you know the deputies well, basically taking over. The first the time terror. I ever heard of Mike Burke is when they said he was the new defensive coordinator. <laughs> Got to be honest. Yeah, with you. And, I, and that's I guess is my point. Yeah. You know, it was a ninety-nine thousand dollar answer, and the the question was, who is the linebacker coach of the Miami Dolphins? I would be dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I hear you, and that's what I'm saying. That it's a little surprising that they were that quick to hire somebody like that. I guess they did not want to get a bona fide defensive guy in there. Um, so I don't even know if there is any out there, you know. But um, well, there was, right? <laughs> For like two days, they could have made the Wayne Phillips call. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. That's a strange situation, you know. I mean, yeah, Wayne Phillips has had. A lot of success at, at a Every, Everywhere he's gone as a coordinator, that defense has been very good. Yeah, I wouldn't true. want him as a head coach, but he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd have to agree with you on that. And so, yeah, I would have thought that that would have been a, a very good hire. I'm not sure of the timing of it. How did that go? I don't know. It just said that the Broncos parted ways, and then 48 hours later he was a Ram. So, you know. And when did we hire? When did we hire? It was it was definitely before us. All that took place before us, you're saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because so remember, Kubiak, Kubiak quit the night of the last game. We played another game before anything happened, you know? So you're saying there was 48 hours at least in there where he was available and Vance Joseph was gone? Pretty much so, yeah. Sure about that? Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think I saw Wade Phillips get, get anywhere until, you know, until Vance Joseph was gone, you know? Yeah. Well, then if that, if that all times out, like you're saying, then, yeah, I, I'm a little surprised with that. I would have thought that, uh, you know, the Dolphins may have wanted to to look elsewhere. Um, you know, I think personnel is a, is, is a big part of that. So, you know, when it's all said and done, the Dolphins need to make their personnel moves and, and get some, some more top-notch defensive players um, on this team. You know, and I think that will be – where you'll see the improvement, and, and maybe this guy could come in and still run that same defense. Well, they didn't really, they didn't, they didn't really address the linebacker situation in the off season. You know, they you know they brought Kiko in in that ridiculous trade, but other than that, they didn't even address the situation through the draft or free agency. No, so you know they're going to have to obviously address. You no, know, we we were cringing on our linebackers before the season started. Yeah, well, that was obviously the glaring need, and that's what was yep. so surprising that they didn't go out and, and do something with that, you know? <laughs> so we, we heard Deion Jordan was going to be an outside linebacker, remember? He's going to cover the yeah. tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's still the same problem. I mean, you still have the same problem here, so um, they're going to have to do that in the off season. There's no doubt about it. They're, gonna they're have not counting on Deion Jordan to be back this year, though? No, they're not counting no, on that yet? Certainly I'm not. so sick it's of hearing point. that name, man. I agree with you. I've given up on that years ago. I don't even want to hear it anymore. Done, done, nope. done. All right. Good week of, uh, of playoff football. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll start with the uh, NFC and, and go from there. Get back after this. This is Don Shuler. Happy to be on the Pat Cattello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. She went. 
Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zant, broadcasting live as we run down the uh, NFL divisional playoff games, which took place this weekend. We'll start in the NFC, where there was some, uh, so I guess, some pretty exciting games. We'll start off with the Saturday slate, which had the Seattle Seahawks going out to Atlanta, and uh, this was a game, Rich, where I had, you know, I I thought that Seattle. Um, if they were able to get to the Super Bowl, may have stood the best chance of, you know, of beating a Tom Brady Belichick Patriot team had they had gotten there. Now, I've since rescinded that because I, I kind of think differently now, and obviously they weren't good enough to get past this uh, Atlanta team anyway, but they lose 36-20. to 20. Uh, We've heard so much about this Atlanta Falcons offense um, and how good it is, and, and I guess it did really show up in this game. Matt Ryan had a very good game, and he's one of those guys like you always like to talk about, Andy Reid and guys, guys that don't do well in the playoffs and stuff like that. Well, you know, Matt Ryan showed up, I guess, is the best way to put it. Well, you got two playoff wins. They're both against Seattle. You know that? Yeah. He's a two. I think he's two and four. If I'm, if I'm yeah. correct, yeah, yeah they're right. often. I mean, look, I mean, me and you could throw to Julio Jones in some situations. I mean, yeah. when you have a guy like that, it's it's a huge asset. You know, their running game is pretty good. Their offense looks to be going on all cylinders. I just don't trust them against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, I guess we're a couple notches away from there. First off, so well, you know, they're they're gonna have. Uh, they're going to be playing a team that's not as good, you know, defensively in the Packers. But, um, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks were, you know, Earl Thomas obviously is, is, is the big thing this year, right? I mean, you think. Well, yeah, it's just that, and, you know, their defense isn't as dominant as it was. No, but that's a big part of it, too. You take him out of and, the mix, it's a huge And they don't part. have 24 anymore on offense. That's a huge part, yeah. too. Agreed, but I still thought that the you know the Seattle defense you know uh, they had Sherman on him for most of the time, and you had just brought up that he he's been playing injured, which we didn't know about. But um, you know I, I, you can't say that they they didn't play you know a, a decent defensive team. No, no, it's a decent defense team, but they're not as dominant as they once were. No, they're not. But they you know they were still able to move the ball pretty well. You know when they needed to do that, and um, I don't know how good the the, the Atlanta defense is. Uh, you know, and that's what you know. Atlanta, Atlanta's been one of those funny teams. I mean, they had a really good year. They were under the radar. I mean, it's like you know, can you say you watched more than fifteen minutes of them all year? You know, no, I can't. But the one thing that I will say, and then we'll get on to the you know the Dallas game in a few, uh, and and then look at the matchup. But the one thing I will say is you know playing that game at home certainly is is an advantage to them, right? They're, I'm talking about the championship game now. You know they're going to have home field, so they're going to well, play. Well, yeah, you, you wouldn't want it. To, they wouldn't if they were going to Green Bay. I, I would say Green Bay is going to win 98 percent for the chance yeah. that they're going to win. You well, know what I mean? They, they would have, I don't think they yeah. would have any shot going to a cold weather place and playing outside. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Now Julio Jones looked like he came up a little bit lame. I know he's had some foot problems, and they yeah, like they said that that you know if it was a if they weren't blowing him out that he could have come back, but they they said that you know his toes bothered him or something else. But they said the only reason they held him out was because it was a blowout. They said if it was a close game, he could have played. How do you feel about that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think that's a big deal. I think he'll play. You know. I don't know he'll play, but I'm saying, like, how you think that, you know, he's not 100%. You think that's something that could be exposed? I'd rather have Julio Jones at 70% than some of these receivers at 100, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his size and everything, especially against the Packers, I don't think he's guardable. I really don't. Well, he's very I mean, look, look what he did to Sherman. I know Sherman is saying he's hurt now, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he made Sherman look mortal, you know? Yeah, no, he did. He he really did. I mean, he he, he got the better of him for sure. And, I mean, that uh, touchdown. I mean, how could you ever stop that touchdown that was thrown to him? You yeah, know, from the three yard line. It's yeah, impossible. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you can. I, yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't think that. Unless you, you just interfere with him and, and just take him down, I don't think there's any way to stop that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. If it's if it's going right, yeah, yeah, I don't think there is any yeah. way to really to, to stop. It's that. really. I think it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now uh, as we move over to the um, the other side of the NFC, the Sunday game, which was certainly the most interesting uh, on the NFC side of the ball. Uh, I'll tell you, you know what I thought turned this game? I think that stupid penalty that they called that I never heard of before about the guy that comes into the huddle for 15 yeah. yards and doesn't stay into play. Have you ever heard yeah. that play before? Well, you know, it's funny. It's That's a new that- one. I remember it happening uh, one time in a game um, that I guess had to be a Dolphin game, I would assume. Yeah, I, I think I kind of remember this. You remember that too? Two years yeah. ago or something? Yeah, I, you know, somewhere in that range. But I, I don't remember if it was flag or how, how it came about. But apparently if you're in the huddle, then – and I guess what is the reason for that? So I guess because you're relaying a play-in or something maybe? Yes, right, right. That's what I would think that you're saying. Well, let me tell you it. something about this. If you want to throw a penalty, it should be five yards. That shouldn't be 15 yards for that. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And you could tell that guy got out there, and then they called him back, and he didn't know where to go, and he ran back out of the game. You yeah. know? Uh, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't relaying anything. You know? Yeah. And, with, and with the radios and the helmets, who's relaying a play like that? And it's just so asinine. The, the, this league really, they have the, the most ridiculous rules on some things. You know, when you think about it, you hit somebody in the head and knock them out, and the guy's got to go to the hospital for a head injury. That's the same thing as coming into the huddle and not playing. Yeah, there's there's some outdated rules and some strange ones, and that was definitely one of them. Of course, we're talking about the Packers-Cowboys game where the Packers held off the Dallas Cowboys 34-31. Uh, to but that really changed the momentum. That's how the Packers got that lead. You know, because the Cowboys were driving, and they never would have got out to that crazy lead that they had in the beginning without that. Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, Rich, They were in field goal range almost, and, and then they got pushed back to their own 30. Yeah, but, the, you know, the Green Bay Packers were the ones who dominated the game early. I'm I mean, saying this was early in the game. This, this killed the, the Cowboys' momentum from matching them to score. I think the score was 7-3 at that point. Yeah, I, you're probably right. I understand that, but I'm saying that I thought that there was, I thought that there was many opportunities for the Green Bay Packers to put this game to bed early. I mean, they basically. Uh, I'm not was, saying that. I'm saying that this really changed the, the way the game started because it, yeah, it allowed it was, the Packers to get out to that crazy lead. Yeah, it was a turning point. There's no doubt about it. And there was a couple times when when Dallas was able to come back with quick, big scores. You know, that were obviously, you know. Um, the turning points that kept them in the game, but uh, you know, but you still can't take away from the fact that it, you know it was twenty-eight to thirteen at, at a certain point, right? And um, I thought that they had plenty of opportunities to make that thirty-five thirteen, which probably would have put it away, and they just weren't able to do that. And then before you know it, you know you're in a tie game at the end of you know at the end of it, which was you know it was very surprising that Dallas stayed around and was able to do that, you know? Yeah, they, they were on one. Yeah, you're right. The Packers were one score away from putting it away a lot. Yeah. There's no question. Times, a couple of times at least, right? Two or three times they yep. were one score away from putting it to bed. And yep. uh, they just couldn't do that. And, and well, did you know, see them? What was the score when they showed the receivers and Des Bryant looked like his dog got run over by a truck? Yeah, well, that's yeah. that was pretty early in the game. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That was, was the first was quarter, early, I believe, still. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the first quarter, but it was probably it was either team three or it might have even been twenty one to three. Didn't they go up twenty one to three? Yeah, at one point it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, twenty one three, and that game was like that. It should have been over because Rodgers had two opportunities set to go up twenty eight three. I think he made some uncharacteristic mistakes that people aren't talking about. He threw uh, one or two interceptions, right? And uh, uh, what did he have? One interception, two interceptions, but he had he certainly had one, and I think he had another that should have been. Um, you know, he just made some mistakes that uh, he doesn't usually make that they don't talk about now because it ended in his favor, you know. And I thought <laughs> that that really kept the door open. And, um, you know, and, and, and then, of course, very strange ending to the game because I, I felt that the Dallas Cowboys were going to win it if they got the ball back. And, uh, you know, then there was that – uh, drive at the end there. And how much can I tell you? How much do I hate this timeout thing? I wish the NFL would realize it's ruining their game. It takes away all of the excitement and the anticipation of a game winning field goal because you're looking at it and you know where he's going to kick it twice. <laughs> it is ridiculous. They it is absolutely ridiculous. Something. Yeah. You absolutely. 
absolutely need well, to Well, they've known this for two years and they haven't done anything. It's even been longer than that. Yeah, it's been longer than it's that It's been now. longer than that. I think Shanahan brought it in. I think you're working on like five years. Yeah, maybe. And it's just terrible. It takes all of the drama out of the last second field goal. You're sitting there waiting to see, is he going to call a timeout? You know it's coming. You know, it's just really ridiculous. I mean, it does, it just it's not a good thing. There's nothing positive that comes from it, and they need to do something in the off season. They need to change that rule. As a guy who's watched football all his life, it's not as exciting as it used to be. I don't like the overtime, the new overtime. Well, I hate I it too. I don't that. like it. No, but I don't I like hate it either. This a lot more. I cannot stand this time. No, thing. it's ridiculous. So when Shiano, how about when he when you take a knee when he tried charging and taking no, a knee crap too? I don't like that too. either. But that's the kind of thing that that that's just a bush league thing. That's not the kind of thing that's going to affect the the actual drama no. of the game or the excitement. This is something that's really taking away from special moments in the game. You're no longer going to have it. And even when you have it, you're looking around. Is there a flag down? Is it fine? You know, it's just not a good thing. I mean, that was always a special thing, especially in the playoffs. And, um, you know, this is something they, they, need to, they need to get a hold of this and nip this in the buds sooner than later. It's well, you good. know what it should be? When the, when the play clock gets down to, uh, like, 10 seconds, they shouldn't be able to call another timeout, basically. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's one way of solving it. Yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. If it gets down to within 10 seconds, yeah, you know, you can't do it anymore. You can even go to five seconds. How about that? You know, if you want, or whatever you want to do. But yeah, yeah I think you it makes. Just, I think ten makes more sense, though. Okay. Five, fine. you can still have that ball going. You know, because if the clock's running and you're rushing to get out there, they could do it. You know. Give me the paper. I'll sign it now. That sounds yeah. fine with me. You do a ten-second thing. Um, and and I don't like the fact where they could just get the ref to stand next to him a foot away. Yeah, and you see that? And it's just ridiculous. I mean, you're just sitting there, and they're like a millisecond, not a timeout. And that's just yep. that's not the way this game was designed. I don't care nope. what anybody says. It's not the way this game was designed, you know. And of course, he comes in and and and, and he kicks kicks it twice. <laughs> But you know he he did get the you know the winning field goal which looked like it was looking left by a mile and somehow stopped the miraculously and went back in the post. But um, big loss for the Cowboys. I mean it really is. They're a young team and but you know it, it's a big loss for them because they had the best team in football for a while. Yeah, I mean they they were the best team in the league. You know definitely the best in the NFC. To get knocked out like that the first game at home was pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, Dallas Cowboys lose 34-31, and now Green Bay goes out to uh, Atlanta, and uh, they'll play the NFC Championship game there next Sunday. Um, I mean, I'm assuming from what you're telling me that you like Green Bay. You've liked Green Bay since the playoffs started. I don't know if you're jumping off that ship. I don't think you are. But I like Dallas yesterday, to tell you the truth. I didn't think Green Bay was going to beat them. I was actually pretty shocked that Green Bay beat them. I mean, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm jumping off the ship. I like Atlanta. I just oh, don't yeah. feel that Atlanta I, – I mean, in a perfect world, I, I would think Atlanta could beat the Patriots. But in my back of my mind, I just can't see it happening. So, you know, you know how much I hate New England is. I don't think sending Atlanta there is going to help us in the long run, you know? Yeah. Well, well, taking that all aside, though, so you're saying you think Atlanta is going to win this game or they're not? I think they have a good chance to win it and then laying a huge egg in the Super Bowl. Okay. So who are you thinking? Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, gun to my head, I'm thinking Atlanta, but I just, Atlanta? I just think it's a bad, a bad yeah, win because I, I, I don't think they're, I don't think, they're do, I don't, I don't think they show up in the Super Bowl two weeks later. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But I'm saying, so you, so you think Atlanta has enough to overcome? Yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like the, uh, the Packers defense doesn't impress me at all, and I think they can yeah, really well, be exploited. There's nothing there that should yeah. impress you that much. They're not that good. Um, you know, and, so, and they're and they're you know I think Atlanta's defense is better than Dallas's. Believe it or not, you know a lot uh-huh. of people disagree with me, but you know I don't think they're going to be able to use this uh, this the converted wide receiver as a running back against them and do anything. You know. Yeah. Now I mean, Green Bay has some injuries. I mean, obviously, you know Nelson. I, is he? Is, is, what's his status going into this game? Is he still? They don't know yet. They they have no idea. You know they're gonna to try to actually. He's gonna to try to play, but they don't know. He's in, he, they said he's in a ton of pain right now. I mean that's a big injury, you know. I don't a, think I don't think ribs healed in two weeks, man. 
No, they don't. He basically is going to have to get one of those special vests and all that. And, you know, you're going to have to use him where he's not going to take I don't want to be your wide receiver in this NFL and have a have an X on my rib cage, man, because you know they're going to yeah. try to hit you there. Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough thing. I, I would imagine that, yeah, he wouldn't play, and if he does, I can't imagine how effective he would be. That's a great point. You know, yep. even for, like, a quarterback, you know, it's different. Like, uh, well, just think about it. Any time you reach high for a ball, you're exposed. Yeah, well, I always bring up the Richard Todd game, you know, where he had the broken ribs and all that nonsense, and they made him the jacket, and then he came and beat the Dolphins. You know, that's the one that I always think about. <laughs> but um, it's even different for, you know, you can protect the quarterback, and he can protect himself. A wide receiver is very vulnerable. You know, yeah, because you're always going to have your arms up in the air trying to catch a ball. So you're definitely yeah. you have nothing, no protection. Yeah. So um, I think that could have a. And these guys don't even wear rib pads anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of them don't. Most of them don't wear the flap jacket. They don't like it. It's crazy, and, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think you'd want as much as you can on you. And then also, you know, I mean, I, listen, Aaron Rodgers is on a tear right now. He's really hot. He's an experienced quarterback. He's won a Super Bowl. So he's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I mean, I think he's capable of playing really, really well. So, you know, they, they definitely have a shot. I mean, I, I, I oh, I'm not saying there's no shot. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely a shot. Yeah, I think they can beat Atlanta. I really do. I think that they, they've come, you know, far enough to, you know, where now they might be really hard to stop going into Dallas and winning that game. Dallas is a better team than Atlanta is. I think they are. I definitely think they, they are. They definitely are, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't see any reason why they can't do it two weeks in a row. But it, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how that how that shakes out. Because, this uh, could be – I think the over-under is 60 points already in this thing. Yeah, it's going to go higher. Yeah, high-scoring game, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to go higher than that. Yeah. No, I agree. This is, should should be interesting for sure. See how this goes out. All right, we'll take our uh, last break. We'll come on back and look at the AFC right after this. Hi, this is John Alford, all number 56, the old Miami Dolphin linebacker. You're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com, that's I-B-E-R-I-A, and ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com, if you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends Show with your host, Pat Catello. Rich Van Zandt as we were running down the NFL playoffs from this weekend. And, of course, we go to the AFC now. And we'll start off with the Saturday game, which was the Houston Texans going out to New England to take on the Patriots. 
Um, th- what's that? What you said? Do we have to? <laughs> well, you know, actually, I'll be honest with you. This was a game that you know we both didn't think there was any chance that there yeah, were. And, and you know, and it, it turned out exactly the way we thought it, it would. Well, no, actually, I, I could see this game going fifty-two to ten. So yeah, I, I understand. But what was but, it? it was but, just a tease to bother us for two hours. You know. Yeah, from that perspective, yeah. But let me say two things. First of all. The, the the Houston Texans are a better team than I thought they were. Their defense is a much better defense than I thought it was. And I think that the fact that they don't have J.J. Watt is scary because I don't know how it's as good as it is without the guy who they say is, you know, arguably the best defensive player in football. Now, when he comes back healthy, this may not be a fluke. Like, this team might really I know. be But alive. last year when he was playing with all those guys, he was like a non-entity. Remember that? Yeah, but he wasn't playing with all these guys. And the one thing you're not counting is how good Clowney really is. Well, you know, Clowney had six sacks this year. So, I don't know. You know, how good is he? I think he's pretty good. I mean, if you watch the playoff run, and, you know, I, I think he's pretty good, Rich. I think this guy is All right, but he had six really sacks good. this year. They're making – you know, I understand he's a lot better than what it was. But, I mean, but you know, they're making him out to be like, you know, this this old pro guy. And I don't, I don't see it. Oh, I do see it. I think he was – So six sacks get you, get oh, you Rich, the high accolades. How long? Hadn't played in how long? I mean, he had, hadn't played, played in a all long year. time. And then, you know, he's just... Is a 16-game schedule and six sacks a big deal nowadays? Well, I think that he really turned it up in the playoffs, and you can see what kind of a playmaker this guy is. I mean, he, he basically, you know, he, he took the Raider game by storm, and, and he put a lot of pressure on Brady, and I think he opened up um, weaknesses that we may have known about, but you can see that they're still there, the Patriots. They are still there. If you can put pressure on Brady like that and be physical, um, it's a different team. And I mean, I, how annoying was it? Like, you know, they're, they're, they, they hit him. He throws a lollipop up in the air, and there's two guys out there, and Chris Hogan comes down with the ball. I mean, you know, really? Oh, very. Oh. Very frustrating. There's no doubt about it. But um, I guess the point that I'm making is that, you know, like you see him looking for flags every time. Brady, every time he got knocked down, you know, crying and looking for flags. I know. He becomes a different player. Well, yeah, he gets – he definitely – when he got hit by one time by Clowney, and it was a late hit, he got dragged to the ground, you know. Yeah. He got pummeled into the ground. Yeah, it, it affected him for about 25 minutes. And so they exposed that. They were able to expose that. Yep. Now, whether or not somebody could take advantage of it, we'll see. But they certainly exposed that, uh, you know, without a doubt. I mean, they, they – were able to to show that that weakness that's been there is still there. Yeah, no, I got you. I got your point. Now, you know, I, are you able to do that? I don't know. I mean, that's that's the big question, you know. And we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if you're able to, oh. to to even do that, you know. But um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. If you are, at least you know that that's, he's still vulnerable in that situation. How many sacks did Cameron Week have this year? 11, 10 and a half, something 11? like that. Is that what yeah. you well, 10 and a half for 11, something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. And you got to remember that J.J. Watt, not on the other side of Clowney either. So, you know, obviously. Who's on the other side of Cameron Week? Well, you still have Sue, though. Yeah. No, okay. he's on the other side. You have Sue. Well, he's got Wolfwork. Yeah, but don't you think Sue's getting that, you know, he's getting a lot more attention. I've seen him get double-teamed a lot. But point is, you know, you can't double-team both of them. So as long as you have some vulnerable guy there, you know, you're you're going to be able to, um, you know, it, 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 they, they can't just take you out of the game, you know. Yeah, they do have Wolfork. I understand it. I think the Texans' defense is a lot better than I thought it was. I was very surprised. I thought they were very physical going up there. Well, that's the, game, that's the strong part of their team. I mean, you know, yeah. their offense isn't any good. Yeah. They're the number one defense yeah. in football. Yeah, you know? and, and, you know, it's a little bit skewed because their division is terrible. Well, no, that's my point. I, I wrote them off because that division was so terrible. Yeah, no, no, I'm you know, saying, but I'm saying they have the number one defense in the league, too, because it's, it's, I think their defense is a little overrated because of their who they play. But I – thought that they would get exposed in this playoff run. And I, I got I'm you. More impressed yeah, I got you. So yeah. that, I guess that's what I'm saying. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know that the Dolphins would have did any better in that game. If the Dolphins were playing the Patriots in that game, I don't know that they would have done any better. 
So the Texans are, you know, they're they're a better team than I thought. That's what I'm saying. Now we're we're getting to the same debate with Osweiler. I think Osweiler is going to be a better quarterback than you think. He had a terrible year, but he seemed to come and rise in the playoffs. You know, more so. I think he can be okay. There's no quarterbacks in this league, and I'm not going to defend the contract or the way that they got him. You know, because I think that that was, you know, a little aggressive and, and probably foolish. But there's just not a lot of quarterbacks out there. So if you have a chance to get one, I guess you got to go after it. This guy, you know, he's shown me things that I think are good. Obviously, he makes mistakes, and he, he didn't play well for a long part of the season. So the book's still out on him. But I, I wouldn't give up on him if I were them. I would still. I don't think they have a choice. They have to stay with him at least another year. Well, I mean, you've seen uh, Flynn, right? The Seattle Seahawks signed a major contract. That yeah, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything like this contract. Well, no, this is a big one. I mean, it was a pretty big one, though, because we were going to go after Flynn, if you remember, from Green Bay. Yeah, it was, it was like $25, million. It wasn't 72 yeah. And it wasn't – he didn't have as much guaranteed money anywhere near as much. That's why they were able to purge him pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more guaranteed money on this one. I don't know. You seem to know the Flynn contract a little too well. I think if we look at the numbers, they're going to be off as usual. But uh, it was like twenty. We'll, we'll see. It was like twenty to thirty million. It wasn't a huge deal, and not yeah. a lot of it was guaranteed. That's how they were able to get rid of him right away. I don't think you could get rid of Oswaldo if you wanted to right now because of the no, because of right the, the salary cap hit. No, right or not, and you couldn't. But I'm sure there was still a good $12 million guaranteed on that Flynn contract, and he did nothing. No, he, was ter- he didn't he even was play. Terrible. No, he was back in Green Bay before the check cashed. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you know, he never played one minute. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can see why, obviously, you know, and they made the right move. I guess, you know, they had a diamond sitting there. He kind of was able to come out. They won a Super Bowl, you know, went to another one. So I can understand why he went into a, a rough situation with Russell Wilson hiding in the dusk. But, um, but yeah, he was, you know, whatever. I, I, Osweiler, I, I think, could do more so than he's done this year. We'll have to see. I, I wouldn't be shocked. You brought up a very good point before the show started. These guys that are backups on good teams and then sign big contracts the next year, they, I can't think of one that panned out. Because there never has been one. The closest I could come is Scott Mitchell. And even he would say he's a bust. I thought he did okay with Detroit. With that big contract, he did okay. But um, certainly nothing great. And uh, I cannot think of any. I mean, I thought of Matt Castle. Uh, You know, I thought of all the Patriots ones. Um, You know, I, I... Really cannot think of any that turned into being a group of really good starting quarterbacks. It never happens. Yeah, probably doesn't. Okay, uh, before we run out of time, let's get to the last AFC game now, and that was, of course, uh, I think the most interesting to us is that, you know, the Steelers went out to Kansas City in a game that was delayed. They wound up beating the Chiefs 18-16. to This was a real physical game, and, and, and I got to tell you, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, you know, when I see this, is this team just knows how to win playoff games. They're just made of a different group. There's a certain amount of teams, and they just know how to win Super Bowls, get to Super Bowls, win playoff games, and the Steelers are at the top of the list. I mean, they just turn into physical mode, and, and, and they just – their defense just really came alive. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, that, that, that guy, you know, he just – he just knows how to do it when he has to do it. There's no other way around that. There's a certain amount of quarterbacks in the league. And, um, you know, somebody showed me a, a thing, Rich. L- listen to this now. This is so telling, okay? 2003, right? 2003. Let's start there, okay? These are the quarterbacks that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl, okay? 2003, Brady. 2004, Brady. 2005, Roethlisberger. 2006, Peyton Manning. 2007, Brady. 2008, Roethlisberger. 2009, Peyton Manning. 2010, Roethlisberger. 2011, Brady. 2012, Flacco snuck in. 2013, Peyton Manning. 2014, Brady. 2015, Peyton Manning. And 2016 will be Brady or Roethlisberger again. That's unbelievable. I know. That really is unbelievable. I mean, you can't even shake that off. No. That is absolutely ridiculous. No, it's it's a joke. 
14 years, 14 years, and with the exception of one year, the same three quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's not an accident either. It says a lot. Yeah. It really says a lot. I mean, obviously those organizations are, are the same with the exception of Peyton Manning moving, but for the most part, it's the same guys and the same organizations for close to 15 years. Just I'm, I'm just I'm just curious how, how who they're going to pick to ref this game, you know? It's going to be hard, right? Well, because they're both favorite teams. Because they're both in know. the tank for one or yeah. the other. I mean, yeah. that, what are you going to get, two yeah. that like the Steelers and two that like the Patriots? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at that Pittsburgh Steelers team, they looked really, really good. And I'll tell you what, it made me think that the Dolphins are closer than you think because they're playing with a backup quarterback. They had two opportunities inside the 10-yard line that would have tied the game had they converted both of them. And, you know, their defense has a lot of holes, and that's where they were beat. But I, I gave you a little inkling that the Dolphins are a little, you know, a little closer than you might think. But when I look at that team, Rich, I, I think that that team is going to the Super Bowl. I think they have a chance to go up to New England and beat the Patriots because I think they can do exactly what the Patriots are weak at. If, if, if first of all, Harrison, James Harrison, he's an anomaly. This guy is just playing ridiculous. And if he continues that, they're going to have a tough time. Brady's going to have a tough time up there. Yeah, I like to know the last time they tested his blood. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, it, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, I compare him to David Ortiz. Imagine, like, David Ortiz left the Red Sox two years ago and, and went to the Toronto Blue Jays and, and, and had a terrible year. And then he comes back and he has the year he had, you know? It's the same kind of thing. He was a shell of himself on the Cincinnati Bengals, but he is he is back. I mean, he is playing exceptional football right now. And that defense is scary. It really is. And... uh I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a way to get themselves. Hey, look, I can't stand either organization. I mean, I would obviously like to see the Steelers in there before the Patriots. I can't stand either yeah. one of them, and then I just root hard for the NFC after that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah. come on. Hey, did you ever see a holding penalty on a two-point conversion in your life? Yeah, it's strange. It's a, hey, in your life. How many times have you seen the outside guy mug the defensive end on a field goal or a two-point conversion and nothing happens? Was it the right call? Was it a hold? Gun to my head? Probably. Is it ever called? Never. Yeah. And, again, that's the Harrison thing. I mean, this guy. No, it's not a Harrison thing. It's a Steeler thing. Well, well no, no. My point is you've got to give him credit for coming on that. Well, he also flopped it, too. Well. He also flopped, and that made it look a lot worse than it was. Now, don't forget, this is a guy that, uh, you know, everybody remembers that Antonio Holmes catch and, and I think the greatest throw in the history of the Super Bowl by Roethlisberger. But let's not forget who really changed that game at halftime. Yeah, Harrison. Kurt Warner by throwing the ball across the middle. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and, then, and then 10 more guys on the, uh, on, the, on, the Atlanta, on the Arizona Cardinals that couldn't chase down the fat guy. Hey, listen, understandable, but he went 100 yards. 100 yards, and all he had to do was go to 99 in the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, I blame the 10 other guys on the Cardinals. What the hell were they doing? Yeah, maybe so, but the bottom line and is... It was one of, and it was one of the worst play calls in the history of, of football until Pete Carroll eclipsed it two years ago. Listen, you can make all the excuses you want, but the bottom line is the guy made the play, and he went 100 yards. If he goes 99 yards, the oh, Arizona Cardinals win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you put him in the Canton, Ohio, like Collinsworth now? You know what? Hate to tell you, pal. You'll see his bus. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is I ridiculous. That's we'll absolutely ridiculous. We'll see. I bet you he's ridiculous. going. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I bet you he's going. I, I do bet you he's going. Uh, that's a that's ridiculous if he goes. Ridiculous. Well, we'll have to see how that because one anybody doesn't know why this guy's doing what he's doing now is yeah. it's just it's just it's just living in a dream world. This three hundred fifty thousand he spends on uh, acupuncture. Yeah, okay. Yeah, must be the same acupuncture yeah. as Barry Bonds went to. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Are you here, Collinsworth? Yesterday, three hundred fifty thousand on health yeah. things. Yeah, 
He made me spend a three hundred fifty thousand, but he had an acupuncture. Well, that's what I saw. I said uh, the cost of anabolic steroids must have went up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's harder to sneak it across the border now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. You, you get better, yeah, because you get better and faster at thirty-nine. Get get the hell out of here. I mean, it's just such a joke how they fall into this crap. I know. It's crazy. Okay, we're in the final minute. Rich, just give me your picks. Uh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl representing both teams? <laughs> I wish we could just make these three weeks go away quick. <laughs> yeah, I, know. Uh, I mean, the only team that I can lose with winning is the Falcons, and that would still aggravate me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, that, that white-haired jackass from Home Depot holding up the trophy, that would still get me going. You know? So there's no win situation. I can't spin any of these teams. I can't that are even left. get out the last minute without this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I can't stand either one in the AMC. The Packers make me sick too. I, it's really, oh, it's terrible. I gotta pick this. I mean, I, 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 I'll give you guys one. Atlanta and the Steelers, and Atlanta wins, and I'm still not happy. There you go. That's who you're picking? That's all from the – that's who you want to go. Uh, uh, who am I picking? Unfortunately, I think the Patriots are going to win, and I think they're going to be probably playing the Green Bay Packers. Patriots-Packers. Okay, so you've got a rematch of the Parcells Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, without anybody left except Brady. Yeah. But Brady wasn't even there. <laughs> that was no, there. Oh, my goodness. Was yeah, I, I actually think it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Green Bay Packers in a rematch of that Super Bowl, and, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's that's the way I see that there. So uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. It'll be interesting to, uh, to see it, but uh, – We'll see how it shakes out, and next week we'll know who's going to be in Super Bowl. Oh, is it 51? Super Bowl 51. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I Thank you.